a Friday. <clears throat> a lot of craziness going on in this country and a lot of craziness going on in this world. With Lonnie Liston-Smith playing behind me, I welcome you to episode 62 of the Logic and Larry podcast. I'm your host, Larry Aluciato Crane. I couldn't stand by and watch the world burn. I couldn't stand by and watch the nonsense spew. I couldn't stand by and watch the masses, as they always do, fumble and stumble over themselves intellectually and stand by silently and just enjoy my night. I had to do a random extra episode because I got to talk to you guys about a few important news events and things going on. Things that go with themes we talk about on this show. Everything I say in this podcast is strictly my personal opinion. It's my personal view. It in no way reflects the view of any other organization, any other person, any other entity. I am not in any way speaking to you in any professional or official capacity. I am simply speaking to you as a private citizen alone. I am not advocating for one political candidate or another. I'm just talking about my opinions generally on the news, current events, and politics as they come across the sphere of my consciousness. It's a beautiful, beautiful Friday night. This has been an absolutely beautiful autumn in the northeastern United States. The Empire State Building is lit up bright white. Traffic is flowing in Jersey City, Newark, Manhattan. I can see it from here. Planes coming in and out trains in and out commerce continues society continues despite all the nonsense around us but here's the thing we we those who listen to this show have got to stop standing idle and i'm not saying you do but we have to do more because the those who are not intellectual enough those who are not objective those who appeal to our lesser traits as humans rather than those who aspire to our higher traits have too much control of the dialogue, have too much of an impact on the day-to-day health of our society. Today the news came out that three postal workers in Newark, postal workers, people doing their job, were robbed at gunpoint in Newark. Meanwhile, we have crimes across the country. We'll get to them. We've got to stop being light on crime. We've got to stop tolerating nonsense. Stop tolerating violence. Stop tolerating criminals. Stop tolerating a lack of objectivity. Stop tolerating the spewing of ignorance into the stratosphere. Stop it. Take accountability and make people take accountability for their actions, their influence, and the pollution that they put out into the shared world of ours. I start off talking about a story that really has not been discussed to much to my chagrin. I don't know why it hasn't been discussed very much on the national media. I don't know why I don't see hardly anything posted about it on social media. But it's the St. Louis school shooting, which occurred last week. The St. Louis school shooting. The shooter, Mr. Orlando Harris, who was killed by police, used an AR-15, as we have seen all too frequently... We are at a point where school shootings in this country, school shootings are not even front page news. We are at a point in this country where school shootings are back page. School shootings are, oh, ho-hum, I've seen it. I saw it yesterday, I saw it the day before. That's disgusting. That's the symptom of a sick and diseased society. I want you to, to think about that. I want you to do something about it. Share these stories. Talk about these shootings. Don't let them go undetected. I influence you. You influence two more. They influence two more. And so on and so on. We have power. Words have power, which I'm going to talk about. But Orlando Harris, he got an AR-15. He shot teachers, a beloved teacher, students. He himself died. Now, the interesting thing coming out this week about the shooting in St. Louis is very intriguing to me. We've been talking so much about how do we stop these school shootings? How do we stop these people from getting weapons? How do we stop these socially isolated males with a bone to pick, with a a suicidal death wish? How do we stop them? How do we stop them from getting weapons so that they don't take their anger and their suicide out on innocent bystanders? How do we stop them? 
And there's been so much discussion about, well, red flag laws. Red flag laws allow the police to confiscate weapons, allow a judge to confiscate weapons from somebody who's a high risk, a high risk as reported by their friends, by their families. In this case, in the Orlando Harris case, and he is a young man who had already graduated high school, I believe. He is an African-American young man. His family, his family tried with all their might. His family tried. And, and, and the music, I know, is a contrast to my spirit, but I need the music to keep us all kind of, it's Friday still, right? We're still happy people enjoying the beauties, you know, of art and indulgence and whatnot, but yet we have to still discuss real issues. So Willie Hutch is going to play, and that's just how it is. That's how this show goes. Despite all the, the disgusting nonsense we have to wade through. Hey, baby. So, Orlando Harris's family did everything you would expect, everything you would want them to do. Orlando Harris's family reported his behavior to the police. They tried to get him psychiatric help. They reported his behavior to schools. And actually, because his family reported his misbehavior, reported his high-risk potential to the authorities, he was on an FBI watch list. He was prohibited from buying a firearm especially a high-powered AR-15. He was prohibited. And in fact, the first time he attempted to purchase a firearm, he popped up on the FBI check. And when he popped up on the FBI check at a licensed gun dealer, he first attempted to purchase an AR-15 from a licensed gun dealer. He was told no you cannot purchase a gun because he popped up on the FBI background check. The FBI background checks successfully prevented an, a high-risk person from buying a gun. Nonetheless, he went to a private seller that's just person to person. A non-licensed private seller. And in Missouri, there are no laws against this. He was able to buy an AR-15 with no background check from a private seller. And that is the weapon he used to kill and murder people who will never see the light of day, whose families will never see them again. And to me, to me, there is no excuse for that lack of a closure of the loophole. That loophole, sometimes referred to as the gun show loophole, should have been closed years ago. There should not be. Read my lips, and I don't care how much of an NRA, card-carrying, Second Amendment buff you are. And by the way, I own a gun. I don't care how hardcore you are. There sh Read my lips. Listen to me. There should be. No gun sales in this country without a background check. If that means that private gun sellers have to get some kind of authorization or access to a background check in order to sell their gun, tough shit. They got to do it. If that means that gun owners have to sell their gun back to a licensed dealer and then have the dealer sell the gun rather than person-to-person -person direct sales, tough shit. We should not have any gun sales in this country legally that are person-to-person -person without a background check. It should be against the law to sell a gun to somebody else without a background check, period. And you should be criminally and civilly liable if you sell a gun to an individual without conducting a proper background check, period. That law should be implemented and then sting operations should go down where business is solicited to sell a gun and if the gun is sold improperly as against the law, those people should be held accountable legally. The other troubling thing is that the police confiscated the gun. They confiscated the gun about a week or two earlier before the shooting and they returned it to a family member. Apparently they got it out of Harris's house 
so that he wouldn't have access to it. They gave it to a family member that apparently was outside the house, but they don't know yet how he got the gun again. I don't know if he snuck into the family member's house. I don't know if the family member gave the gun back. I don't know. The police took the gun, but again, it's his property. It's lawful property. They can't just take it and hide it. They have to give it back to the lawful owner. Somehow, they gave it to a family member. And now I'm getting in here, I'm, I'm getting that, that his family took the gun and the cops said that he, they couldn't take the gun, they had to give it back. Maybe that's true too, since it's his legal property. I don't know. Either way, he should have never had the gun. He should have never had the gun because nobody should be allowed to sell an AR-15 or any gun. Any gun. To anybody. Without a background check. And the, the sick, sad part of this, the sick, sick, sad part about this is that this person was on the FBI's list. He was not allowed to buy a gun from a licensed owner. These people would still be alive today if the loophole in Missouri was closed and he was stopped from buying a gun from a private seller. They, a life, lives are lost because of this bullshit. Lives are lost because people refuse to close loopholes. I am sick of putting up with BS and bad ideas and stupid people. I'm sick of putting up with stupid people. There is no reason why every gun sale in this country should not be subjected to a background check. None. Any sale without a background check should be de facto illegal. Period. De facto criminal. I don't care about your rebuttal. Let me tell you, I don't care about your rebuttal. I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to listen. I don't care. Don't care. That's an easy fix. An easy fix. Guns can still be sold. People can still sell guns. People can still buy guns. I don't want to ban a type of gun. I just say that every gun sale in this country should be subjected to a background check. Simple as that. If that had been the law, that had been the case, this individual would not have gotten an AR-15 because I don't care what you say, you can't just walk down your neighborhood inner city block and just buy an AR-15 willy-nilly without connections or something more. Period. He got it from a legal gun owner in a legal sale because there was no mechanism to enforce, to, to, to force the seller to do a background check on him. And now people are dead. I think it's an interesting story. I think it needs much more press for a lot of reasons, but of course it's not getting any press. But I wanted to, to discuss it on this show because on this show, we care about solutions. And we on this show, we don't let go of things that we've been talking about for years. I will continue to talk about the issues that we discuss on this show until I die, until this show is off the air. Because I will not stop fighting for common sense solutions and objective solutions to the ills that plague this society. I won't. I won't. Now... Speaking of criminal violence and criminal activity, Nancy Pelosi, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, today her husband, Paul Pelosi, in their San Francisco home, was violently and viciously attacked by a man wielding a hammer. The man assaulted Paul Pelosi, who's 82 years old, viciously slamming the hammer into his head to the point that Mr. Pelosi had to have emergency skull surgery today. And reports are he's going to be okay. The man was identified, the assailant was identified as David DePepe. David DePepe, who apparently walked into the house and immediately said, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Obviously alluding to or referring to Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House. He apparently attempted to tie up Paul Pelosi or threatened to tie up Paul Pelosi until Nancy got home. He wanted to find Nancy. He wanted to attack Nancy. This has eerie and scary shades of what happened to the judge in New Jersey's son who got murdered. The federal judge whose son got murdered when the individual had to knock on the door targeting her. This is dangerous stuff. This person was obviously so wound up obviously so wound up by all the insanity and all the nonsense 
And, and Siren makes a good point, back to the gun point, that they need to do away with any expungements that allow for being licensed to own a gun. I think that's true, yes. Yeah. You, once you commit certain crimes or you do certain things, your, your ability to own a firearm should be, should be taken away, period. It's common sense. It's common sense. But somebody attacked Paul Pelosi because it was another wacko. Another wacko in this society who has been so wound up and so charged up and so brainwashed by the nonsense out there in the ether, by the social media filth circulating around in bubbles. And this doesn't just apply to one side or the other. Liberals have crazy filth circulating around their social media bubbles. And conservatives have a lot of filth circulating around their social media bubbles. Another person so corrupted, so destitute, so gullible, so weak, so pathetic that they were influenced by this type of nonsense actually physically attacked an elderly person and nearly killed him. David DePepe. Where's Nancy, he says. We have got <laughs> to get serious about cleaning up the muck. The misinformation, the intellectual trash that's circulating amongst our society. Let's stop letting people just say some stupid conspiracy theory. Stop letting them say some nonsense misinformation and walk away because you want to be polite. You need to take them to task. Correct them. Call them out. This stuff actually is causing serious problems in this society. And we need to get serious about crime. I, I can't wait to see this guy's rap sheet. I'm sure this guy's rap sheet is probably through the roof. And this is San Francisco, of course, notorious for being ultra-liberal, ultra-soft on crime. I'm not saying that directly relates to this, but I bet this guy has a long rap sheet. I bet he does. I bet there was somebody down the line that maybe could have stopped him, maybe could have gotten him off the streets at some point, but didn't. I'm sure there were red flags with this guy. I bet he was posting all kinds of nonsense. I bet people close to him knew he was a problem, just like Orlando Harris, even though two totally different circumstances... Much the same in the sense that they are easily influenced, have a death wish, just loose cannons walking amongst us, susceptible to the disgusting echo chamber out on the interwebs, on the TV screen, on the radio, susceptible to it. This is an individual who tacked, attacked the sitting House Speaker's husband in his own home. And what's really sick about it is... What's really, really sick about it is, you know, <laughs> there's a there's a really good, and I encourage everybody to check it out, actually, because it's one of the best, you know, for all the nonsense we have on social media and all the terrible things that are out there, there are some really good things out there on social media. And one of the things out there is on Instagram. There's a, there's a page on Instagram called Real News No Bullshit. Real news, no bullshit. And what it is, is it's a it's a non-biased, straight-up news site where all they do is report just all kinds of news stories. They're on the ground all over the country. They're getting input from all over the world. And they're just reporting news, straight news, without any political influence. They don't, you know bolster certain stories and 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 cover up certain stories they're just a legit news news page but what's interesting about them is they actually put out a survey that they had conducted themselves they put out a survey just to to let everybody know the majority of their readers and it turns out they have a large majority of their readers are conservative which is fine a smaller percentage are liberal and a smaller percentage are centrist but it's an interesting page because they will always report non-biased things. And they will just report the news. But it's interesting because you can go to any one of their news stories and if you scroll through the comments, again, a lot of them are self-identified conservatives, which doesn't necessarily mean Trumpy, but these days it sometimes does. And if you scroll their comments, you usually get a good synopsis, a decent little idea of that conservative sentiment to a story, right? 
So I've been seeing a lot of troubling things on that page because when they report Ukraine has made advances against Russia or they report that we're sending aid to Ukraine, they're usually backing Putin. They're saying Putin knows what he's talking about. This Ukraine thing is corrupt. You know, go Russia, go Russia, which is scary. Scary that there's Americans saying this, right? Well, today when they reported the Nancy Pelosi, Paul Pelosi story, you saw a lot of people already starting to say, A, they're making jokes. Like, haha, he's probably sick of her inside trading, blah, blah, blah. And then they're also already starting to say that it's false flag. It's it's a setup. Nancy paid the guy to attack her husband just to get sympathy. And oh, how dare they have him attacked and do a planned false flag attack a couple weeks before the midterms. Typical libs, typical Democrats. This is the warped, sick, twisted mind. The sick, twisted, collective psyche that we're dealing with in this country right now. These sickos, just like when they looked at January 6th and convinced themselves that it was fake, that it was Antifa, just like Alex Jones, the fat loser with the tinfoil hat who got sued for attacking the families of the damn babies who died in Newtown. Just like that piece of filth These people automatically, because they're so allergic to reality, they are so scared of the truth, they are so terrified and intimidated by just plain facts and pure existence that they have to create elaborate conspiracies in their heads to build a wall against their own fragile and pathetic self-identities. Of course the person who attacked Nancy Pelosi's husband had to be a liberal or had to be set up or had to be false flag. Of course, because there's no way in hell it could have been a psycho wound up nut who was influenced by right wing rhetoric or Trumpy rhetoric. Of course it couldn't. And make no mistake, the liberals do the same thing when there's a a, a radical leftist person who attacks a federal building or lays in the street naked or kills a police officer. They always try to rationalize that too on the left, don't they? Because no one's saying that you can't have ideas on the left or right or that every idea that you spit out, if some wacko takes your words, twists them into violence and goes and acts on it, that it's your fault. I'm not saying that. In fact, I'm for free speech, and we're going to get to that in a minute. I'm not saying you're responsible just because some wacko heard what you said and went an extra mile with it. But I am saying let's just operate in reality. And the chances that this was Antifa or some inside job is absurd. And the fact you would even say that while the guy's laying in the hospital shows how sick and twisted this society is. And I don't think it's because people get off on sadism. I don't think it's because they like carnage. I think it's because people are so pathetically sad and so married to their fragile little self-identities that they cannot accept reality. Because reality threatens to shatter their self-identity that they've tied to some political movement. And that's where we come in. We've got to start tearing down this nonsense intellectually, in conversation, in dialogue. We've got to start tearing this down. We've got to make people, we've got to inspire people, even those who say the most disgusting things, who have the most repugnant views. We've got to help them tear down their walls, tear down their fragility, help them be stronger, help them to have the bravery and shed the cowardice so that they can face reality better. Because the whole world will be much better if everybody could just condemn terrible actors, condemn people who are out here polluting the dialogue. The more people that subscribe to it for their own weak reasons, the more this cancer spreads throughout this society, period. We've got to stop it intellectually. But this this conspiracy thing, and it was these people who are influenced by conspiracies, who are swayed by misinformation, right? We all play a role in, in, in making it permissible to operate this way, right? And, and I, I'll tell you why, right? Because this leads right into another topic that's obviously huge right now on the news and everybody's talking about on social media. And of course, I have to discuss it. We see it so prevalently in our society that even celebrities are victims of it. Celebrities are are examples of the village weirdos that parrot these conspiratorial views. 
but we act as if these celebrities are somehow, you know, third eye smart and somehow gleaning something more important from the rest of society rather than just being the neighborhood nut. And Kanye West is huge in the news right now. Kanye West is all over the news. And why is he in the news? Because Kanye West decided that he was going to make anti-Semitic, anti-Jewish comments. And after a long line, years, decades, decades of making idiotic statements, decades of saying stupid, outrageous, improper, dumb things, finally, Kanye is getting taken to task He's kicked out of his Adidas deal. They're closing his school that he opened. He's losing his business manager, suing him. He's losing advertiser after advertiser. He's getting shut out of everything. He got escorted out of the Skechers building. But here's the thing. Here's here's the thing. People allowed Kanye West to act a damn fool. People allowed Kanye West to go around saying stupid nonsense and they not only allowed it and made it permissible and poo-pooed it and waved it off and said, I don't care. Not only that, they fed into his illusion. This was a man who was not necessarily the most genius or the most talented person, not even close, but they made him out to be because he declared that he was, they fed into it, right? And what do I mean by that? What do I mean by that? This is a guy who, and I will say this, right? From a musical standpoint, I will say this about Kanye West. Sampling is an art, right? Sampling is an art form. Hip-hop sampling, taking an older song or somebody else's music and using that vibe and that energy to form a derivative piece of music from it and then maybe put your own words or poetry on top of it because of the way it inspired you, that's an art form. And I know because I partake in that art form, I have for a long time. That is an art form. And within that particular art form, in the early 2000s, Kanye West was one of the best people to ever undertake that art form. As a sampling hip-hop producer, he was one of the best. He did a lot of great work sampling. Beautiful work. But in that realm, there were other greats like Pete Rock, Primo, Easy Mo B. You know, there were so many other ones. Jay Dilla. There there were all these phenomenal people who did that. And he did it too. But... Let's not get carried away. He was best at an art form that was basically taking somebody else's music and sampling it. His breakout notoriety in that realm was taking a Shaka Khan song and speeding it up. Now, it was awesome. It was brilliant. But that's what he did. Then he made two good rap albums using that same technique, which were good. And after that, he I, I didn't think anything he did after that was that special music. I really didn't. And that's an opinion. You could have a different opinion. But he started going around. I remember doing him doing some interview where he's like, I'm the latest. I'm Michelangelo. I'm the modern Michelangelo. You know, hear me out, Google. Hear me out. You know, Apple. Like, like he was he was the modern, brilliant, most genius artist of our time. And that every major company and stakeholder needed to take note. And from there, I didn't understand what he was talking about. He was debatably one of the better producers for sampling in the early 2000s. Then he fell off of that with just a bunch of 808 drums. He was never one of the best rappers. He was never a a, a genius artist. It's not like this man was composing, you know, piano symphonies. It wasn't like he was innovating, you know, orchestration and jazz music like John Coltrane. It wasn't like he was he was doing anything like off the wall innovative per se. You know, I might have a good knack for the written word or speaking, but I'm not going to go out on the stage and act like I'm I'm a a great broadcaster, a renowned genius broadcaster, a renowned genius in anything. Now Kanye was much higher than I ever was. But it was laughable that he was at calling himself Michelangelo because he sampled Shaka Khan. 
Relax, bro. And just like, you know, Jada Kiss said, why somebody, why is somebody better than me that never got that break rapping? We always joke that there was probably somebody locked up or somewhere else who could play ball better than Michael Jordan, but never got the right circumstances to rise. There's definitely people that are better at sampling than Kanye, whether we know about him or we don't know about him. It's not like he was some phenomenal guy who required deference. And then he gets into clothes designing. And his clothes are just a bunch of raggedy nonsense with holes poked in them. And his shoes look like these big lumps of clay. And if you're... The thing is this. If, if, you're, if your cousin... If your cousin sampled Chaka Khan, you would say, yo, that's dope. But you wouldn't say, oh, this guy's the Michelangelo of, an, of the ages. If your cousin designed those shoes or designed that crappy sweatshirt that looks like an inside out, you know, knock around something I paint in. You wouldn't say, oh, my God, your, your fashion sense is just beyond this world. Like, you're such an, uh, an incredible, incredible artist. That's not an objective piece of art that you can look at and we can all look at and not knowing who did it say, wow, that's beautiful. If you're painting a scene or a landscape, you could say that. Taking a photograph, playing a piano symphony, you could say that, right? But that's the problem with this modern art stuff. Just because somebody else tells you that this person is a genius, that this person deserves deference, even if you're looking at something that's complete nonsense, that makes no sense, you have to just co-sign and say, yeah, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And that's what happened with Kanye West, right? Kanye West never, he wasn't doing anything remarkable. His clothes were not remarkable, not objectively. Take his shoe or his clothes and, and think about it. If you didn't know it was a Yeezy, you didn't know he designed it, and you just looked at it, you would not necessarily say, wow, that's just dope in and of itself. No, you wouldn't. You need the Kanye name. And why am I going off on this whole tangent? It's because we as a society enable nonsense. When celebrities who are just as susceptible to conspiracy nonsense, just as mentally ill, just as, as, as gullible as your next door neighbor or your uncle, when they say something, you let it go or you even mistake it for genius or lie to yourself and lie to others that it is genius. We are a country that has elected a celebrity, Donald Trump, a celebrity with no prior political experience, no relevant governing experience to president. And you have people to this day that just act like he's he's great. He's he's the best of our time. You have Kanye West, who has said nonsensical things for years, and people act like he was some genius. The, the, the dynamic that's happening here is that these people are no smarter or no more informed than the average person. In fact, they're probably less informed, less in, less smart than the average person. But because they're celebrities, we give them some kind of deference in this country. That has got to stop. Why is anybody surprised that Kanye made anti-Semitic comments? He, he was stupid when he said George Bush doesn't care about black people. That was a stupid comment. Now, of course, in the political sphere, if you were on the left, you wanted to co-sign it. It was all good. You know he's a little nuts, but oh, yeah, who cares? We hate George Bush. Yeah, we hate George Bush. So you excuse the outburst. You excuse the behavior, right? And then when he's jumping on stage, snatching the microphone from somebody's hand, you want to talk about the awards aren't fair, they need more equality. So you want to applaud that, too. You want to kind of secretly co-sign that, too. Even though Obama called him a jackass for that and that leak. You want to, and Jay-Z wouldn't talk to him, but, but you want to say, ah, oh, yeah, Kanye just repping, you know, okay, okay, all right, all right. Then Kanye comes out, and this is a good example, too, of this, this mistaking basic nonsense for some novel idea. Kanye comes out with the slavery stuff. And by the way, he wasn't canceled for the slavery stuff, which is just intriguing. But he comes out with the slavery conversation. And he's basically saying that the 13th Amendment is no good, right? And I found it so interesting. And I didn't say much at the time because I didn't want to wade into the waters. But it, was, it, was, it wasn't that hard to figure out what Kanye was saying, right? And, and if you were on the ultra left, like the hardcore militant left, you knew what he was saying and you tried to extrapolate on that because you'd been in academic circles pushing this theory for a long time. And if you're outside of that, you're just like obviously appalled. Like, how could you say the 13th Amendment is a problem that literally ended slavery? What are you saying? You for slavery? What Kanye was saying is because Kanye's not that informed is that there is a clause in the 13th Amendment. A specific clause in the 13th Amendment that exempts involuntary servitude for people convicted of crimes, right? 
And so if you're an academic, uh, 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 a progressive academic, for a long time you've been arguing that the involuntary servitude clause that exempts convicted felons from it was just another way to enslave people because with books like the new Jim Jim Crow, for instance, you're saying that the inequities of the judicial system still winds up enslaving people inequitably based on race because of that clause in the 13th Amendment right now. I don't agree with that per se because I think the aim of the amendment is that, yes, what are you going to have? Prisoners just sit around? No, if they, they might have to do community service. They might have to do some, some work while they're in jail to improve themselves. There's reasons why you can force somebody who's been convicted, who's in prison, to do some labor. Now, is it fair if they're out there building bridges and somebody's getting paid off for it? No, of course not. It's not a free labor thing. It shouldn't be. And that's gone on, and that should be taken down. But I understand why it's in there, okay? Now, whether you agree or disagree with the academic theory regarding that clause of the 13th Amendment, It was evident. It was evident to me at the time that Kanye came out and started talking about that. It was evident that he had just found that out. Like this dude was not informed. Like he he he's a regular everyday dude. He just happened to sample pretty well 20 years ago. So now he has a platform, but he's no more informed than the average person. And I'm sure the average person isn't really aware of that clause and doesn't really understand the implications of that clause. So if they heard about it the way he heard about it, they might jump out and say, ho, 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 did you hear this about the 13th Amendment? And instead of people saying, wow, this dude just figured that out, let's hear you know, what's going on, they just start saying, wow, whoa, Kanye, Kanye said this, whoa, Kanye. And then he, because of the retaliation, he started saying even more crazy stuff. He started saying slavery was a choice, all this other nonsense. He's, he's off the wall, this guy. Maybe what he was saying there was, you know, we got to rise up. But I, I don't know what he was saying. Then Kanye gets this fascination with Donald Trump. And I wonder why. It's the same reason that people out there love Donald Trump so much, right? It's, it's They've been sitting there their whole lives. A lot of people, they don't know the, the most about politics. They don't know the most about other things. And... They listen to these professors, these PhDs, these professional politicians, these these people that they deem, quote, the elite for better or worse, that they don't necessarily trust, they don't necessarily like. They listen to them drone on about these facts and these theories and these ideas for years, and they don't fully understand them. They don't fully comprehend them. They don't feel like they're in the conversation. They don't feel like they're invited to the, to the circle. They don't feel like they're there in the discussion, right? And then finally, for the first time in their life, somebody who talks just like them, thinks just like them, speaks just like them, has the same misunderstandings as them, the same misinformation as them, the same conspiracy theories as them, gets up and runs for president. And in their mind, that's the first person who gets it. That's the first person who finally understands what's going on. But in objective reality, that's just the first person who's as misinformed as them who has run for office and taken the mantle. It's similar with Kanye West and Kanye West and Trump. That's why they were buddy-buddy, because they're equally misinformed celebrities. So, of course, Kanye goes to Trump. He's got Trump sneakers, all this. Now it's coming out that Kanye wanted to name his album Hitler. Because he was obsessed with Adolf Hitler. But why would somebody be obsessed with Adolf Hitler? Well, this is the interesting thing about society that, again, people don't necessarily reflect upon. But there, <laughs> if you already know this, I'm not surprised, but some people don't. There are age-old conspiracy theories and 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 misconceptions and and fables and myths about Jewish people that have been going on for hundreds of years. The idea that they control every industry, that they control a world bank, that they are, you know, involved with the Illuminati, whatever. That is the exact same conspiracy theory that Adolf Hitler subscribed to. That's why he set off on a path of genocide and the Holocaust happened. Because Hitler believed that conspiracy theory. And it's sick, but people don't realize in certain communities, and I've seen it in the hip-hop community, in certain communities, that same Hitler theory, anti-Jewish theory, is passed around pretty willy-nilly. They just don't realize it's similar to Hitler. Just like people don't realize that some of the tactics that Trump employed in trying to overthrow an election and other things he does are similar to Mussolini or Hitler. They bear striking resemblances and similarities to fascism. People don't know it. They don't want to know it. 
So when Kanye said this, I wasn't surprised because I know he subscribes to that nonsense. And I know Trump subscribes to that nonsense to some extent. I don't think Trump is anti-Semitic. I don't think so. But I bet he believes nonsense like that. Now, for somebody like Kanye West, who's involved in industries, entertainment and whatnot. Look, there are obviously several prominent Jewish people in entertainment in this country. They have a lot of power. They are definitely involved in a lot of successful things. So are a lot of African-American people. So are a lot of Italian-Americans. I mean, but Jewish people, yeah, there's a lot. But for somebody like him, who's so susceptible to conspiracy theories, who's mentally unhinged, he's obviously going to start developing unhealthy grudges and xenophobic tendencies against all kinds of people. And I'm not surprised that he lashed out now. Now he gets canceled, which is interesting. He hadn't been canceled for 20 years. I thought he was a quack, but everybody's supporting him, repping him all of a sudden now. It's too much. He was always spitting nonsense. He was always full of crap. He was never a genius. You guys got to wake up. Just because somebody's famous for one thing or another doesn't mean they're a genius. Doesn't mean they deserve deference or credibility. But I will say it's, it's also interesting because we're discussing free speech now and... You know, Trump was banned from Twitter. Now, Elon Musk, another guy I don't care about. I'm sick of hearing about Elon Musk. I don't care about him. I don't care what he's doing. But Elon Musk buys Twitter. Maybe he reinstates Trump. Who knows? We have this question of, you know, should social media platforms be taking away somebody's speech? It's an interesting question because social media platforms, in my opinion, are almost as powerful as the government now. Because if everybody is speaking on Facebook, Facebook becomes almost akin to the public street. And you can't restrict free speech on the public street. So I know it would be a private street. I guess you could. But if what if somebody bought up every public street in a city and made them all private and said you can't talk anymore? I think we'd have a problem with that. Well, it's interesting. Freedom of speech. Now, I'm a supporter of freedom of speech no matter how disgusting it may be because you can't. It's a slippery slope. I'm not a supporter of free speech when it comes to encouraging violence. I'm not a supporter of free speech when it comes to inciting riots. But... Free speech, as detestable as somebody's opinions might be, has to be protected because you take the bad with the good and freedom of speech should be as close to absolute as you can get because that's a pillar of any any type of free democracy. And Kanye, he's detestable and I'm not rooting for him or anything. And by the way, this absurd academic notion, by the way, that nobody can be racist against anybody else unless you're the dominant class or whatever you're not allowed to be racist doesn't exist that that's a farce it's always been a pathetic academic argument you can have it if you want but i'll i'll beat you on it all day every day it's not a good argument obviously kanye is showing prejudice and i won't say racism because judaism is not a race but you're capable of being prejudiced and racist no matter who you are let's let's stop the the farce that you can't be racist unless you're you know one one specific type of person let's stop that But now you see they're closing down Kanye's school, which is probably some kind of cult school anyway. Who knows? But they're closing his school down. They're taking all his business interests. He's getting sued. He's being... That's interesting to me, too, though, because when we say that free speech has consequences and everybody keeps saying this will accept the consequences, blah, blah, blah. I understand that, right? But there are organic consequences and fabricated consequences, right? Now, if Kanye, for instance, went out there and said this and then he lo- Adidas was losing sales people were refusing to buy Adidas clothes because they had an affiliation with Kanye West that's organic that is an organic you know refu- refutation of the man if people didn't go to his school anymore people didn't go to his business his business manager didn't want to be around him that's all organic right but if these entities unilaterally just decide we are the thought police we are the moral authority we are going to force you away whether you have a platform or not and and it's interesting with trump because obviously i wanted trump off the airwaves when he tried to thwart a free election that's dangerous stuff obviously i was happy twitter took away his account but in theory in philosophy Is it good practice for something like Twitter, which is so all-encompassing, Twitter, Facebook, all-encompassing public forums, even though privately held, is it good policy for them to be able to unilaterally silence people? Because today it's it's Kanye, who I think is an absolute moron, who I think should have been, people should have walked away from him years ago. And 
Donald Trump who incited a riot. Today it's them. That's fine. But what happens in 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 years from now when it's just something that challenges the normal, you know, liberal thought process on things or 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 calls out a false narrative on on in the news? I'm worried about that, right? Because especially as somebody who likes to speak facts, who sometimes do go against the grand general narratives. I'm scared that these platforms will start just unilaterally silencing people. And last last show, we talked about my friend Neil, who was silenced for just making an objective argument regarding uh, protests. And he had said nothing derogatory, nothing bad, but he was silenced by Facebook and he has no recourse. Yes, he can go out in the public street and say it all day, but the, the discourse is happening in Facebook. It's all encompassing. They're allowed to operate as a, min- uh, a, a monopoly. A monopoly, and if they're allowed to operate as a monopoly, then they should not be allowed to control unilaterally free speech. That's something I'm, I'm intrigued to have. Now, it doesn't really pertain to the Kanye case because Kanye is a private company that has chosen to use him as a spokesperson or, or, or to have a relationship for advertising, and they are they are perfectly within their rights to decide they don't want to be affiliated with him anymore because he doesn't stand for their values. That's Adidas. That's not Facebook. But I'm just interested in having the grander discussion because it's interesting that somebody can speak, 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 and then finally somebody decides, that's it, you're canceled, and everybody shuts them down. It's just interesting. And I agree, yes, it's a choice not to be on Facebook, but if Facebook is the only forum, then it's it's causing the question. Like, like I said, picture somebody buying up every public street in 1790 and then saying every public street in the city of Boston, for instance, say the Crown just bought it up, private property. You can't talk. Sam Adams, John Adams, you can't talk. You can't speak on the street. They would have a problem with that. Facebook has become the de facto public forum. You can go on Truth Social like Donald Trump did, but you're not going to get nearly the same traction. You're not in the public forum. You're not in front of everybody. You're only in front of a select few. That's like being in your dining room versus being on the public street. And I think this is an interesting philosophical legal question that we're going to have to have in this country going forward. And I, I am in no way advocating for Kanye West. I'm in no way advocating for what he said or anything like that or for him to have, you know, I'm just saying. It brings up the conversation. We've been having it for years on the show, and I'm just interested in continuing to have the free speech conversation. And this just puts that back in focus. Puts it back in focus. Trust me, I'm happy Kanye's... I have found the man insufferable for years. Insufferable. But stop being out here acting like he's saying something novel because he found the clause in the 13th Amendment or he's going against the grain. It's okay to go against the grain, by the way. Like, you don't have to... Not everybody has to fall in line with the liberal way of thinking or the touchy-feely, pan, you know, pan-liberalism, pan-progressive, you know, united equity thing. Not You don't have to go with that, like, soft on... You don't have to do that. But you definitely can't just go out there and start being derogatory towards whole religions or races of people being a bigot and and you know the thing is people want to complain oh Kanye's finally canceled now but he wasn't canceled when he was saying anti-black things well who's responsible for that you know if he's saying anti-black things then people should speak out against that people should take issue with that and shut him down when he said anti-Jewish things people took action People need to take action when they have a problem with something. Not complain later. My point is Kanye was always saying nonsense. He was always saying nonsense. And finally now people wake up and and admit it. And by the way, I just didn't want to talk really quick about where this whole, where Kanye's anti-Semitic rant came from in the first place. He he referenced in his tweet, in his anti-Jewish tweet, he referenced Kanye that he, you know, he can't really be going against Hebrews because black people are the original Hebrews, okay? I want you to understand where this comes from because people are out here, too, parroting that because they think it's some novel thing. Like, he's in the Illuminati, and now he's giving us secrets that he's found out from the, you know, eyes wide shut party. No, no. The guys who preach that nonsense... The conspiracy theorists, bigots who preach that nonsense are known as the black Hebrew Israelites. 
the black Hebrew Israelites, okay? If you don't remember, remember that kid, Nick Sandman? Remember that kid, Nick Sandman? The kid who had the Trump hat and the, the Native American guy came up to him bump, beating the drum in Washington and CNN like put it out like the kid was a bigot, the kid was a racist, the kid was a terrible person. But then other video came out and the video showed that the kid was actually being taunted. There were racist slurs being thrown at high school girls, high school kids, and the kid was simply answering those guys. And then this Native American guy, and he sued CNN, this kid. This kid sued CNN, and he, he won a settlement from CNN because they completely, completely took that interaction out of context. Well, that kid, Nick Sandman, the people he was arguing with in D.C. that day, the people he was arguing with, were black Hebrew Israelites who were sitting there who were taunting him and his classmates. You can find black Hebrew Israelites a lot of days out on Broad Street in Newark, New Jersey. And usually they're holding up signs saying all white people are going to hell, white people are going to burn in hell, etc., etc. They're very bigoted. They're very misguided. They're very misinformed. They're always on the corner trying to argue and start fights with people. You can actually look up on YouTube black Hebrew Israelites and you'll see them on the streets arguing with people and people taking them to task on scripture and Bible verses because that's what they quote, but they misquote it. And you can see what they do. They, they are a hate group, the black Hebrew Israelites. And they have this crazy theory that, you know, African people were the first Hebrews rather than the Hebrews or who knows. And you know what? There probably were black Hebrews. I don't know. But their theory is way off. That like Hebrewism was stolen by the modern Jewish people and they're the true Hebrews and they're very anti-white and they say a lot of really derogatory, really, really bad things, almost like the Westboro Baptist Church type people. They just shout terrible things at people on the street. They hold up terrible signs and just anti-white, anti-Jewish, anti-just just terrible things. That's where Kanye got his nonsense from. That's where Kanye got his nonsense from. Not some novel idea. Just the jerk over here on Broad Street in Newark spewing hate. Your run-of-the-mill hate group. Your run-of-the-mill bigot. That's all. Kanye's just parroting the run-of-the-mill bigots of the world. It's not some novel new idea. Don't make yourself look silly by quoting it and acting like they're trying to silence him because he's on to something. No, he's not. Same thing as Alex Jones, Donald Trump. All these people, like, they're not on to something. There's no secret society there infiltrating. It's like QAnon. It's all crap. It's all mental rot. Stop it. Stop giving it any credence. Just stop. Stop it completely. It's a bunch of nonsense. It's a bunch of nonsense. And Rick, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. It's a lot part of that, that vein of things. Look. I encourage free thought. I want everybody to think for themselves. I think there's a lot to be said for going against leftist narratives that are just common out there. I do it all the time on this show. Not as much as of recent because they haven't been popping up as much as of recent. They're, they're hurting. They're kind of on the retreat. But you should think for yourself. You should question things. You don't have to, you know hate the, the Republican Party or conservatism because of the color of your skin. Like, you know, if you if you want to admire Kanye for going against the grain in that way, that, that's that's okay. But you can't support bigotry. You can't support nonsensical, non-factual misinformation and conspiracies. If we want to be free thinkers, it starts with first ascertaining the objective truth and the objective reality of a situation. It first starts there. That's where it starts. So if you want to be a free thinker and you're wondering what happened with Kanye and you're wondering if, if somebody got a raw deal, start by learning about the black Hebrew Israelites. Start by researching the history of Judaism. Start by researching the history of them. Start by, by looking and taking an honest look at Kanye West, his clothes, his music, and really saying, is this guy really some super genius? Or did he just have a couple hits that I dug and now I kind of been listening to his celebrity status rants and raves? He told you what he is. He married Kim K. Kim K is another just celebrity for being a celebrity. Kanye started out as a really talented hip-hop producer and ended up just being a celebrity because he's a celebrity. He's not Jay-Z, 50. He's not one of these movers and shakers behind the scenes that are actually doing really important, smart things. He's just a loudmouth. Spewing nonsense. If you want to be an objective thinker and you want to be part of the solution instead of sort of part of the problem, start looking at the facts, the objective truth first. Then come to your own conclusions based on the facts, not public pressure, not peer pressure, not narratives in the news. Come to it on your own. 
do extensive research, and then formulate your own opinion based on objective facts. And you're entitled to your own opinion once they're based on objective facts. And then come join the Logic and Larry show. Go join your friends when you have drinks or coffee. Talk to your family. Exchange free ideas. Exchange differing opinions. Have debates. Have arguments. Just do it on the basis of objective fact. And not on the basis of some nonsensical, misguided, misinformed celebrity just because they're on your TV screen. And just because the tabloids or social media tells you that they're the people to pay attention to. They're not the people to pay attention to. We have real issues in this country. Racism, bigotry, it's it's part of the problem. Crime is part of the problem. Access to guns is part of the problem. But but lying at the basis of it all is an electorate and a populace that is misguided, that is making votes and policy decisions and formulating opinions based on misinformation and lack of actual facts. Until as a society we can get down to facts and agree on the objective truth and then have our debates after that and then decide who we want to lead us and then decide what laws we need and don't need and what policies and rights we need and don't need until we're basing that on an objective understanding and a comprehensive understanding of the facts we are never going to get where we're going it's like following a map that was (laughs) scribbled and just made up to try to find your way home It's like playing a game where you don't know the objective or how to score. It, it, it can't happen. You need to understand this is an actual map. Now, where do I want to go? We may disagree on where we want to go, but at least we have a map that we can disagree on. And then when we come up to either in a disagreement and go in different directions or an agreement on a compromise, we are at least following a real map and not something some kid scribbled on a piece of paper that's going to take us nowhere. That's where it starts, guys. And I had to come on and just talk about all these things because it's just constant. The, the social media and the media sphere is just constant rhetoric and constant nonsense. And I'm trying to be here for you guys and be a voice of reason. And you're here for me. You're here to listen. You're here to, to go out and, and, and help spread the knowledge. That's why I'm here. That's why I do this. That's why I do this. So despite the fact that I was on tonight, I do plan on being back. I do, yeah, and, and, and Rick said it great. He said he just spent some of his day banging against people blaming the U.S. and NATO for what Putin is doing. And see, that that is the crux of what I was talking about on that Real News No Bullshit page. People have, they're so married to their love for Donald Trump that they have now taken on his hate for NATO and his love and embrace for Putin. Like, they are actively Americans embracing Russia because Their love for a political movement in the United States, their love for a cultural identifier as Donald Trump, their love for a celebrity who doesn't really know much about politics, their love for a celebrity, their deference to a celebrity is trumping, no pun intended, their actual loyalty to the United States, to Western civilization and NATO. That's how crazy this is getting with the celebrity worship. We got to let it go. These people are very missing. They're just because they're a celebrity doesn't mean they have any knowledge. Stop. Stop following them. Stop letting your, your actions and your dialogue be defined by what they do. It's just ridiculous. But anyway... I'm here with you guys. I apologize for the for the rant. I got a little animated, but this is the stuff that bothers me. And I really hope no one misconstrues anything I said because I think what I said makes perfect sense and I and I and I lay it out as balanced and as I try to convey my thoughts as perfectly or as as clearly as I can. I stand on the side of truth. I stand on the side of understanding. I stand on the side of tolerance. I stand on the side of diversity. But I'm tired of people misconstruing and 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 using those ideals that they purport to have in the wrong ways. You can't be for equality and understanding in some instances, and then when Kanye bashes a whole religion of people, all of a sudden be on his side and want to bash them. Then you're really not enlightened. You're not on the side of equality. And I'm going to call you out on it. 
Same thing if you're outraged now, but you weren't outraged when he was making comments against other groups of people. I mean, either you're about it or you're not about it. If you're just about yourself and your own narrative and your own people and your own thing and, and everybody else could go screw and you're against them, well, then you're really not about equality. You're not really practicing what you preach. And Kanye sure as hell wasn't practicing what he was trying to preach, whatever the hell that was, which is probably just a bunch of psychobabble because the guy needs help. But look, that's what I'll leave you with. The show's gonna. This show is available on all platforms. I will be back with you next week with Political Action Bracken. He's going to give final predictions for the midterms. I hope everybody enjoys their Friday night. Go out and spread some knowledge. Go out and stop a false narrative. Go out and take somebody to task for saying something stupid. Just have do it. Do it in a conversation. Do it politely. Buy him a drink. Buy him a beer. Say I want to talk to you. Spread the knowledge. Spread the understanding. Tear down these walls or you think we have to identify with somebody. Tear down these celebrity worship walls. Get back to the people in your community who matter, not these celebrities. And listen to Logic and Larry and join the Logic and Larry discussion on Facebook and tune in whenever you can. I cannot wait to talk to you guys again next Friday night. Enjoy your weekends. Enjoy the beautiful, beautiful fall weather. Keep it real. Keep it honest. Good night.